Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be, a ho- be your host. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about our Adventures by Disney Alpine Magic Vacation. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Chief Executive Officer for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Peter Werner. Hey, everyone. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Again, welcome. Uh, Very excited to share with you the rest of our Adventures by Disney Alpine Magic trip. This is actually part two of the two-part series. That last one brought back some good memories for me. I mean, Going through the pictures and talking about it. It's like, I miss that trip. Um, In part two of a two-part series, we ended the last um, show. We were on our last day in Strezza, Italy. So we're going to pick up from there. That was actually day three. So we're going to start with day four. So day four, we departed Streza for Zermatt, for Switzerland. Um, we get on. We have a nice uh, buffet breakfast at the Regina Palace Hotel. Say goodbye to our hotel. Good food. And we get on our nice luxury motor coach. And we head out to Switzerland. And through some incredible scenery, we get to see the some Simplon incredible Pass. Things. Through the Simplon Pass. You are correct. Now, um, part of this journey... We are going to cross the border. We're going to go from Italy into Switzerland. And in preparation for that, Kevin did some research because he knew that we had some shoppers on board. So he wanted to know, know who you're talking about. So we wanted to know what the procedure was for customs at that border. So talk a little bit about your research for that. What you had to do. If you purchase things in Italy, in several countries in Europe, they have what they call the VAT tax, the value-added tax. And tourists pay an additional tax on top of their uh, purchase. But when you're leaving the country, if you follow the rules and fill out the paperwork, bless you, and you have your paperwork stamped, you can get a portion of your tax back. Now, something... They do in Italy, and I know they do in France. I can speak to those two countries. When you look at a price in Italy, your tax is added into the price. You are not charged tax on top of it. So a lot of times it's a, it's a great value to get this tax back. Usually this happens as you go through an airport. <clears throat> Excuse me. The airport will have a desk where you have your paperwork stamped and you can even mail it there. Well, I knew we were leaving Italy by bus, and traveling into Switzerland, and I wanted to make sure that the folks who were shoppers had a chance to get their VAT tax back. So uh, ABD made sure that we stopped at the, as you crossed the border, we had a place, there was an office open, and we were allowed to get our paperwork stamped. Now, I only had one thing that qualified, and it was something I had purchased in Greece, but as part of the European Union, it was all done in one place. Uh, Switzerland does not have the VAT tax and is not part of the refund process. However, other people... I'm sorry. Yes, it is. You can get... Uh, you. You. It's, it's not the same as the EU, but there is a VAT tax in Switzerland and you can get right. a portion of your VAT tax. We back. had to do it. It's a separate one you have to do for okay, Switzerland. Okay, I apologize. I didn't buy anything in Switzerland. But you, you had made to do, me buy stuff. But we had to do this particular thing. That's why I know. You have so much power. You too have power. We did this particular stop because we knew that people were going to have stuff that had to be claimed before we got right. into Sorry, right. Switzerland. So it was. Right. Now, to your point, if you have purchased things in Italy and you don't get them stamped at this point, 
then you're not getting your VAT right. back. That's right. That's exactly what I would do your VAT. You cannot do your VAT for Italy. I think that's actually what I meant. In yeah. Switzerland. Yeah. Um, but Switzerland has its own. So now people are probably thinking, I don't care about this. Why are you talking about the tax? I wanted to spend a little time and talk about our stop because this is not what I expected. Well, <laughs> you want to talk about um, it? Well, yeah, I, yeah I, I just want to say that one of the things they tell you with this getting, getting your VAT tax back, and depending on what kind of shopper you are, um, it can be, you know, it can be significant because you're talking about anywhere between 11 and 13% of what you paid for those items will get refunded to you, to your credit card or however. <clears throat> now, the rule is that when you present your receipts for the refund, you must also, if asked, produce the items. The items must be in their original boxes. The items cannot have been worn or used. Um, now, the number of times that I have been asked to produce the items that I have purchased when getting my VAT refund uh, up until this trip was precisely zero. Um, that changed on the lovely Simplon Pass. <laughs> so what I just want to... So I set the scene for folks. Usually when you go through customs, uh, Pete, uh, Kevin mentioned it's at an airport. So it's a kind of a big facility. We pull up in this giant Mercedes bus. We pull off to the side of the road by a guardrail. And there's this little shack outside of which are two heavily armed. I don't Heavily know, armed. I don't know what side they were on, Italy or Switzerland. Italy. And they were very, very heavily armed and waiting for folks. So we pull off to the side and we say, okay, guys, here's where you're going to get your VAT tax back. This was, this was a not luxurious experience. Was not. <laughs> this was and by um, no fault of Disney. No, 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 This no. is completely out of Disney. No, control. they actually, actually, they did this God. for us. Thank God for Disney. Right. So I've, I'm going to add on to what you said. I have had this happen exactly once. We were coming through Charles de Gaulle, and John went through. Our other friends went through. No one was questioned. I got through, and I had to go to a separate location, and I had to open everything I owned to show them that what I purchased, and I had to have receipts for everything. And it, I, you did it. You know, they tell you that this might happen. Well, the problem is that a lot of our, all of our luggage was under the bus. So if you were. Well, first of all, uh, if you had just, packaged your stuff, it was in the luggage under the bus. And you know what our guides were telling us is that you know they do this trip all the time. They know these guys. It's never an issue, um, and that usually it's just a cursory go show your receipts, answer a few questions, get your stamp, and you're on your way. Um, this time that was not the case. Uh, normally, she says, you know, the border guards are joking around with us, posing for pictures. No pictures allowed. And they were very stern. Mm, they were. There wasn't a lot of joking. There was no joking going on. So getting back to where you packaged your stuff, I had just put the piece I bought in the bag I was putting up on the over my head in the bus. Well, if you had purchased more than that, which a lot of people did, and put them in their suitcase, you now had to get everything had to come out of the bus and it just so happened that Pete was one of the early people on the bus. <laughs> so his luggage was all the way in the back, which meant they had to unload the whole bottom of the bus to get everybody's luggage out. Everybody had to go through their luggage and go in with, Oh no, I had, because I had so much stuff. I had to go in with my big bag, rolling my big bag <laughs> up these steps that have no ramp 
and that and and, and God, no handrail and no handrail and God bless uh, Mickey, um, the Italian guide, the, the Disney's Italian guide that's with us. A, she's doing all the translating. B, she's helping me lug this bag up there. And this guy wants to see every single thing. And he's given her attitude. He's looking at me like I'm scum of the earth. I mean, it was like, oh, my God. It was such a weird experience, too, because we had folks <clears throat> excuse me, get out of the bus to take pictures because it was kind of a beautiful location. Get it back on the bus. Don't get off the bus. Don't take pictures. It was like really weird for this. I mean, considering the the rest of the trip, how nice it was. I thought it was funny. We had a good time. Well, you we know, joking. and I just, in my defense, um, I was in Milan five days before this trip started. And for those who have followed our other shows, you know, I've lost a significant amount of weight <laughs> in the last year. And one of the things I was going to do on this trip to treat myself was do some clothes shopping in Milan. And I did that. I bought a lot of stuff. Again, with the VAT tax, it's actually a lot of stuff ends up being a deal um, as opposed to buying it here in the States. So, you know, I kind of stocked up in Milan. Um, So I had to pull out a lot of stuff from my luggage. And this guy's looking at me like I'm some kind of. Yeah, like, why are you buying all this stuff? Are you a mule? Yeah, (laughs) really? Are you you bringing this home to sell it? You know, so, you know, you just answer the questions politely. You let the Italian guide do the translation. You don't give anybody any attitude. And he stamped my stuff. But this took a half an hour. Easy. Easily. Maybe even more than that. If you're into luxury goods, um, watches, designer clothing, designer bags... Prices in a great plate, many places in Europe are much less than the United States. And when you uh, just just even on just the you know apples to apples comparison, it's less over there. Then when you consider you're getting anywhere from eleven to thirteen percent of that VAT tax back, it becomes an even better bargain. Now we also have to say that our exchange rate worked in our favor this time mm-hmm. because there's times when the exchange rate is different mm-hmm. and the the savings is much less. You really have to pay attention to you'd have to if you're going to shop in Europe you should know what the it would cost you in the United States, what your exchange rate is and what the price is in Europe and then you can do the calculation to see if you're actually going to save money. So we get done with this stop which for me it was great fun uh watching Pete <laughs> schlep all this stuff over to the Guys with a. He was happy about it too and friendly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the guards were very friendly. So no one got shot. No one got put in jail. We were happy for that. We get back on our bus and we proceed. And this is where sort of the, the, the beauty of this trip really, really starts to unfold. As we are getting up into the Alps and you are talking about scenery that just blows your mind every turn of the bus, every step of the way. Now, I also have to say that we were, when we were in Italy, we were in a valley. We were, you know, at the water's edge. And it was warm. And it was humid and warm. And we got on this bus. And even as we stopped in the Simplon Pass, we were still low enough that the temperature was still warm. After we left the great fun of going through customs, we started to climb in the Alps. So the picture that's behind Kevin at the moment is we stopped at a overlook. It was a rest area, chance to use the restroom, get off the bus and stretch our legs. 
And this is a picture of our guides. And the, the scenery was incredible. Summer Rose and Mickey. However, when you got on the bus, you found that the temperature had dropped 45 degrees. It was, it was heavenly. And it was like, you got off and we thought, I'm like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Look at this scenery. This is incredible. And this was, quote unquote, the worst of it. This was like the beginning of what was <laughs> Yeah, and journey. again, these trips, as I said in the last episode, these trips build to a uh, crescendo. And, you know, you're looking at the scenery that we're look at, we were looking at in Italy, in, in, in uh, Stressa, in uh, Como. Um, it's gorgeous, stunning, stunning scenery. And then you stop at this rest area off the highway. Right. And there's the stinking Alps right there. It was like, holy crap, wow, things you never thought you'd see in your life. And it uh, it, it, it does – for me, it, it, it was emotional, but it was an emotion that built over the next few days mm. that uh, that kind of came to a head for me. I um, loved Stressa. And I loved our last stop on the trip, which we'll talk about. I found the center trip life-altering. I agree. And I also have to tell you, if you're from Florida or anywhere in the southern part of the United States, you understand that when you turn on water in your house, you get room temperature water. Tepid. We don't get cold water in Florida because our ground is not cold. When we stopped at the rest area, many people use the restrooms. And the thing that shocked people was you actually had to wash your hands in ice water. <laughs> It was great. The water coming out of the water faucet was the same water that we get out of our refrigerator. It was very cold. Yeah. Uh, our bus ride at this point now ends at Zermatt. We stop. We park the bus from this point forward. Well, first, we did stop in a little town to have lunch. No, that's another day. We had lunch in Zermatt this day. This was fondue day. No. Oh. Yes, trust yeah, me. Yeah, this is – you're right. I went the same – we just did yeah. this while you were out of the room. Okay. So, yeah, because I went through the days and I went through everything, made sure I had the the sequence of events right. So we arrive in Zermatt and park the bus. And Zermatt is what they consider, quote unquote, a closed town to vehicles. There are no cars in Zermatt. Um, Anything in Zermatt's electric. Electric. They have little electric cars that can sort of ferry you around the town. But it's very walkable. It's a small little. But what happens is you park at a parking lot outside of Zermatt, and then you have to take a small train ride, a short train ride, into Zermatt where you get off at the Zermatt station. So we parked in a nondescript parking lot. Still, you're surrounded by the Alps, and it's beautiful, but you don't know what you're prepared for. You get on a very modern train. We get off the train. You're in this quaint, quaint city. It's absolutely incredible. We walk a little bit out uh, up the street, and we stop for lunch. Uh, in a restaurant, and this is our fondue lunch day. The day we talked about we were going to have fondue, and very excited about fondue. Um, this is La Maison restaurant, um, and they were. I enjoyed this meal very much. In addition to the fondue, there was a plated meal as well. And Kevin mentions that you know once you have melted cheese and bread in front of you, there's you know how can that go wrong? Let's do a few more shots of lunch that day. They bring out these little pans that people share, and you've got a fork. You can spear the bread and things like that, and dip it in your fondue. Um, I'm sorry you did not enjoy this. Well, it's not that I I, I wouldn't have enjoyed it, but they uh, the fondue has alcohol that's not burned off and. I don't drink and don't have alcohol. So 
for me, that was a, a non-starter. Uh, they did take a couple of pieces of Swiss cheese and throw it in a microwave and give that to me, <laughs> um, which I appreciated the effort. Um, but, uh, you know, no, I did not get to really enjoy the fondue. Now, I don't drink for the most part either. However, as long whatever they put in the cheese, I was okay with. I thought this was one of the best meals of my life. I thought this was spectacular. It was in this very quaint, very woodsy, very Swiss restaurant. Which they completely closed down for the group. It was just us in the restaurant. Um, you had the fondue, was your, the cheese fondue was your appetizer. Then there was a plate addition. Then we just saw some pictures of the dessert, which was chocolate fondue. Mm, melted chocolate. Everybody got their own little cup. <laughs> Your own little cup, and then you had a plate of fruit that you could dip into the chocolate. There um, were some odd choices yeah. on the fruit plate. I don't know that anyone actually enjoyed the grapes dipped in chocolate. Yeah, that seemed to be a big topic of conversation. The bananas and the pineapple were very good, but then there were grapes and honey uh, – I'm sorry, um, cantaloupe. Odd choices to dip in chocolate. I agree. Uh, but if you did not want those, they also brought you out um, small squares of lemon pound cake. I would have chose plain pound cake or a vanilla pound cake. The lemon pound cake dipped in chocolate was also a little odd. But we enjoyed this very much. Didn't stop me. Just odd. After lunch, we make our way up the street uh, in Zermatt. We make our way to our hotel, which is the Hotel Zermatterhof. Um, a little Let's history. Talk. The yeah. walk up the hill is probably four or five blocks and your luggage is already up there or has been handled by ABD. All you have is your um, day bag, whatever you brought as a carry on. When Walt visited Zermatt, uh, this is where he stayed. He stayed at the hotel Zermatthof. This is the front of the hotel has just the perfect view of the Matterhorn. And this I think was built around the turn of the century or just a little bit later. And it was a lovely old hotel that's been modernized. Let's go through some of the shots of this is sort of views from the hotel. Oh, actually, that's the lobby. It was a, it was a very nice hotel inside. It was a beautiful hotel. I thought our room was incredible. But um, the star of this hotel is its location and its views. And this is sort of day one of the Matterhorn in the background, this little town sort of coming to life. It was incredible. It's important to note that um, what we were told is that normally these views of the Matterhorn are obscured by clouds. It's normally very cloudy. Maybe not like gray cloudy, but the Matterhorn's at, you know, 10,000, 12,000 feet. So there's a, a lot of times you'll have clouds up there. For whatever reason, the days we were there, it was incredibly clear. And, ah. Now, they actually changed our days because we were supposed to visit the Matterhorn on one day when they told us that all the predictions were for rain at the top of the mountain. So they said to us, what we're going to do is we're going to do it another day. Or I have that backwards. Right. We were supposed to do it the next day and we went first. This happened in September. Right. We actually were going to do it the day we arrived and they waited until the next day to do it. Right. That was only because of weather predictions. More of these shots. Now, this is going to be a running theme. Uh, again, views of the town. The town is really quaint, really pretty, picturesque. Beautiful town. It's a working town. Interesting. Uh, we watched the kids go to school mm-hmm. 
to and from school every day. We thought that was incredible. And, you know, this is a new Look, Florida. children that actually go to school. Right. It's like We're from Florida. We don't see that. Or, or this is not Epcot. You know, you can't expect <laughs> Yeah, yeah right, exactly. You almost expected you were in a theme park because it was this closed little town. And that was a you shot You know when they night. show pictures that, like, you know, people set up Christmas villages? You know at a yes. pet they have the Christmas village yep. that the train runs it through? It looks like a Christmas village. This is a Christmas village. Mm-hmm. We did uh, dinner on our own that evening. And in my opinion, this was the worst meal of the trip. Yeah. This and the, was, the hotel restaurant. The hotel restaurant. Gorgeous area. Downstairs, uh, outside seating. You could see the uh, the Matterhorn. It was a little chilly. The Matterhorn was lit up by the moon. It was lovely. However, Lovely was, space. And a lot of us ordered the cheeseburger. And Switzerland is known for their beef. They have cows everywhere. I'm not quite sure what animal my cheeseburger was made out of. It was possibly the worst meal of the trip. And my cheeseburger was like $45. Well, everything in Switzerland was expensive. I mean, food, souvenirs. Yeah, there were no bargains to be had. There were no bargains to be had. You definitely want to do your shopping in Italy. You do your big shopping in Italy. Um, Certainly get some souvenirs throughout Switzerland, but... uh, yeah, and the this- shopping in Switzerland, at least in Zermatthof, was um, Swiss Army knives, watches, and hiking clothes, and hiking equipment, and hiking poles. I don't know. He found some uh, other clothing. He did a little shopping there. I I did, I did. Well, we were in this um, this one day. I guess was this the day we were going up to the Matterhorn? I guess. You all ran together at this point. <laughs> okay, so there was a day in Switzerland. No, 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 no. It was on our way from Zermatt to Lucerne. We stopped for lunch because it was a long drive. Yeah, that's, that's the next further. day. That's, that's the next day. That's a couple okay. days later. We'll talk about But that. you did do some there. shopping in Zermatt. Did. I did. I did. I got um, cuckoo clocks for me and my mom. Um, you know, authentic Swiss cuckoo clocks. Uh, here's, here's a tip. Don't. <laughs> um, they don't work right. And what are you going to do? Ship it back to Switzerland? They were very, very, very expensive and not worth what we paid for them. However, however, it was for me. Uh, it was it was a, a Swiss cuckoo clock that I bought in Switzerland. And if you pay close attention on the show from time to time, we you will hear it. Soon. You will hear it. Really you will hear it go off. Um, it it never cuckoos the proper time. It's always like nine o'clock. But every time it goes off, every time it goes off, I'm I'm reminded of that trip. And for that reason, and that reason alone, it's worth every dime I spent on it. Yeah. Because every time it goes off, I just instantly think back to where I was when I bought it. And you can't put a price on that. Agreed. I think almost everyone on the trip came home with a Swiss Army knife. Because you kind of can't miss them. They sell them everywhere. But it was it was lovely. This little town is lovely and it's all walkable. Now the hotel had golf carts with passenger compartments on the back. And if you wanted, they would drive you to a different location. There was a little bit of a hill and I had some trouble walking up and down the hill. So they were very generous with me and took us anywhere we wanted to go. I just want to real quick... Talk about um, dinner that night. Again, worst meal we've ever had, I think, on this trip. And uh, w- I think one of the reasons was 
we did not listen to our guides. Our guides told us of other places to go, and we all kind of went, eh, I just want to go down. Let's just make this easy. It's a long day. Let's just make it easy. People came back and raved about their meals. I think they went to a restaurant called the Brown Cow, but I apologize. I don't. Right. I'm not 100% positive on that. All right. So we go to sleep. We wake up the next day to views of the Matterhorn. Now, I do have to tell you, the Hotel Zermatahoff is not air conditioned. Doesn't need to be. Right. Well, at the time we were there. Uh, if you're there during the summer, I understand it can get warmer, but the hotel does offer fans, and they were happy to bring us a fan to our room. And this sort of, the, the day before, but I think this morning sort of started the love affair of, I must take pictures of the Matterhorn every <laughs> second that I am awake. Well, you just, you can't believe what you're looking at. And it changes. It does. It's and moody. So we get a full cloud cover, you see just the peak. And it has, you know, we see more of it during the day and the sun comes out and we had views. I don't know if the guides were trying to make us feel good or not, but people had said to us they've never seen the Matterhorn so, quote unquote, exposed. Right, because normally it's under cloud cover. And if you're a fan of a Toblerone chocolate bar, this is your view of the Matterhorn. (laughs) So this is, you know, from our balcony in the morning before we get up. Um, Next is breakfast in the hotel. A lovely enough breakfast. It was, you know, yeah. big, you know, lots of choices, stuff to have. I didn't take a picture of it. Um, do you remember the pancakes, Kevin, that were like the size of a nickel? <laughs> yeah. And they gave you like two yeah. of them. You, or, you could order off the menu or and there was a buffet. So you could like augment your order or just have the buffet. But the pancakes came out and I think you got two of them. And I think he's exaggerating. They were much bigger than that. They were the size of a quarter. Um <laughs> The buffet was a much better choice. And the omelets were good. And it was this. I remember specifically about this breakfast. There seemed to be an issue with getting coffee. It seemed like we had to ask them multiple times to bring us coffee. Yes. And I don't know what that was about. But it was like all of a sudden it's like, oh, Americans like to drink coffee. You know, they just they were unaware. They were unaware. So uh, this is the day we head to the train, the cog uh, wheel train that takes us. Um, up to a the look Gornagrat. at the Gornagrat. All right. Up to um, actually being across from the Matterhorn itself. Now, let me say something about the train. The train makes a couple of different stops going up this mountain, and you think to yourself, who's up here? Well, come to find out, there are hikers who either take the train, can take the train up or bring the train down. So Lazy hikers. <laughs> I think that's called commuting, but it's up up to me. Um, but the train does make stops going up and down the mountain, and people, and again in hiking gear. When I'm sorry, get on and, and this off the train. is this is um, a day that they actually flipped around a little bit for us because they knew that later in the day there was going to be a storm up on the mountain, and they thought the morning would be better for us to see it. Usually in the morning there's a hike and there's zip lining and there's this whole bunch of stuff that we would never do anyway. So that was offered in the they afternoon. They all went to some – there was a, a – in the afternoon, they went to a gorge. Yeah. I don't remember the, the name of the gorge. gorge. I wasn't so – I'm then not we, a gorge kind of guy. So then we get to the last stop on the train mm. and you get out. And this is the – you know The crown jewel of the trip. The crown jewel of the trip. Unbelievable pic, Unbelievable scenery. The things we got to see up here. Um, close up to the Matterhorn. Now, you're not on the Matterhorn. That's you're, like being on the Eiffel Tower. Paris is less pretty when you're in the Eiffel Tower because you can't see the Eiffel Tower if there's nothing on the Matterhorn. So you're across from it. 
You're, yeah, you're a Matterhorn adjacent. Um, and this was the point of the trip. You know, we took all our, we, you know, we took all our group pictures and our selfies and all that stuff. And then, you know, we had some time and some people went into the store to get some stuff. Other people were just kind of sitting, taking it in. Um, and I'm kind of standing there looking at this scene and it just, all this emotion came up and I'm an emotional guy. Uh, crying is not, you know, unusual. I'm, you know, I'm not Teresa unstable, but <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm an emotional guy and I will, you know, I feel what I feel and I really don't try and, and hold it in. Um, so, you know, a tear or two coming out and becoming emotional. Okay. That, but that's not what came up. I was, I mean, the Oprah ugly cry, the ugly Oprah cry started and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm with 30 people <laughs> and there are other people I don't know around. And I got it. So like I'm walking as far away from everyone as I could because we're all bundled up. Mm-hmm. I had my scarf. My scarf is practically covering my head. And I'm holding my head down and I'm, um, I'm sobbing. That I'm happened sobbing. to me the first time I saw the David. Um, I was so overwhelmed by it. And I think it really was this crescendo I was talking about mm-hmm. of the things we saw in Italy coming in. you know, And even before the trip started for me, being in Milan, seeing The Last Supper – Seeing the things we saw in Stressa, seeing the things we saw in, uh, uh, on the pass going into in uh, Zermatt, um, and then this, and it was just too much, in the best possible sense of too much. And I just, I had a, I had a full-on breakdown. The thing that happens to me when I, I see stuff like this is I think to myself, you know, growing up, I my big thing was going to Disney world. And I think I never, I guess I didn't dream big enough because when I see stuff like this, I kind of have to stop and say to myself, look at where I am. Hmm. Look at what I'm seeing. Right. Exactly. I never, ever thought I would be this lucky. Yep. Agreed. I think that's what gets to me. That's what gets to me is look where I am. Right. Much before this trip, um, significantly time before this trip, we had made a decision that, you know, Kevin likes certain high-end items but it was more about for us not owning things but having experiences this is what we were going to do well i don't understand why you can't own things and have experiences (laughs) that was my side of the argument (laughs) you've now given voice to my side of the argument we We could do both he's used he must be used to this by now if we eventually want to eat when we retire we cannot have both eating's overrated we could both stand to lose weight (laughs) all right there you go so we're going to be Starving and poor owner time. So we had sort of had this conversation more than once where we said, let's focus on the things we get to experience in our lives. And this is sort of going to be our memories and things we'll take with us when we are older and can't do anything. We also think about maybe there will become a time in our lives when this stuff is impossible. Yeah. That's so what I keep thinking. Yeah. I'm going to do it as fast as I can. Do as much of it as we can while we can. And. The things I've had, to, I got a chance to see and experience in my life are overwhelming. For some reason, this was beyond. I don't this think was the this point is limited to this table. No, it was everybody. Other no, people are everybody, saying that. Yes. Everybody on this trip is saying the same thing. This is kind of, this was awe-inspiring. This trip know? was special. This trip in general was special. And, you know, I'm saying that coming from 
20 plus ABD trips. This one was special. I agree. Something unusual happened. Well, I don't know if it's unusual. Something happened to me when we got up there that I didn't expect. I actually felt the altitude. I felt the thinness of the air. I had trouble breathing at first. You went before some of us. I didn't ha- that didn't happen to me until much after you. A little bit later in the stay up right. on, the, on this. Because we were at 10,000 feet. Yeah. And actually, I had to go inside. I had to sit down. I had to take deep breaths. They said drink and water. Drink. So it was an unusual experience, but still, it was fantastic. Um, we've got a shot of a couple of shots of um, inside at the top of this area. There's a little gift shop, and you can get your little booklet stamped. And okay, I have to tell a little story about this. The lady in front is our guide, Summer Rose. I hope she's listening to this show. And they have a machine for people who want to stamp their passport that they were at the Matterhorn. But you also had a ticket. For the rail, the cogwheel rail train. So what she suggested was, if you didn't bring your passport with you, and there was really no reason to, that you have this uh, rail pass stamped. And people decided to do that. And she actually went from being a guide to being a child. She said, I love to stamp things. Can I do this? So we all sat there and watched her do this with absolute joy on her face. She stamped everybody's ticket. It was the highlight of her trip. They were, they were such magnificent guides, the both of them. Uh, Summer Rose and Mickey were just amazing. I, I agree. They couldn't amazing. have been more helpful or more organized. They were perfect, in my opinion. Oh, amazing. So eventually we have to head down. We have to head down the mountain, and um, that afternoon was lunch on our own. We had walked a little bit in Zermatt. We found this cute little restaurant that we ducked inside and had a great time. I think you came a little bit later and ate outside. I think so. In that so. same place you see it yeah, on the You and Kathy Schmidt sat yeah. outside. Right. right, that's right. We went shopping in the – there was this cute little men's store right, right down the street from the hotel. This little men's boutique. That's well, what it I was, was men, it, was, it was a boutique store. Um, men and women's stuff, but the men's stuff was. I tell you, I bought a sweater there. I will not go into how much it cost because it was obscene. Didn't you buy shoes? I did. I bought. I bought lovely little, lovely little <laughs> blue suede slippers, um, that are more than any human being should ever pay. And was it the store that was cute? Oh, the the guy working there was gorgeous. <laughs> I'll admit, I'll admit, I probably bought more than I normally would have just because this guy was adorable, but. The sweater. I mean, I got the sweater it's there. The clothes you bought were beautiful. That yeah. Absolutely stunning. Those shoes are gorgeous. And I get such compliments to this day on that sweater. Every time I wear it, people are like, "Oh my god, that's a gorgeous sweater." We actually ducked into the McDonald's prior to going to the restaurant. We just wanted to see it. Buy your McDonald's elsewhere. Yeah, it was like ten dollars for their version of a Big Mac, which I think is like the Big Matterhorn or something. I don't know what they call it. It was very <laughs> you know, expensive for McDonald's, but we I think we stopped in to use the restroom and and uh, get a drink. So uh, the afternoon is on our own. You have a little time on your own, and then it's dinner in the resort in the hotel that night. And I got to tell you something. I don't remember dinner. I remember where we sat at dinner. But I don't remember what I ate. Yeah. Do we have any pictures from the dinner? Or no. We said, that's probably why it was not. It well, you know. And then again, then again, when that was how right. you started your day, it's all downhill from there. And you a know? little no bit, pun intended. But and a little bit of it was I want to go back out and see it again. Right. I want to sit on my balcony and people went outside and took pictures at night. Mm-hmm. This is from our balcony at night. Uh, it was uh, everything else was secondary after visiting this, and the next morning. Everybody thought, well, can we go back up? 
Right. You're like, no, we're leaving. Well, can't we go back up one more time? No, we're leaving. <laughs> but we should be able to go back up. The next day, uh, we leave Zermatt and we head to Lake Lucerne. Um, again, we get uh, out of our hotel. We walk down the hill to where the train is that takes you to the bus. This is a different train than the one that takes you up the hill. Mm-hmm. Up the mountain. Oh, you know what I want to point out about this? This was the morning that the the Matterhorn was perfectly clear. Bring that picture back up. This was that morning where we all went, holy smokes. Right. Everybody went running outside to take pictures. It wasn't just us. I think this was such an anomaly that there was nothing blocking it. It seemed that everybody in Zermatt was taking pictures of the Matterhorn. Yeah, it was unusual. So we walk down, we get on the train, we get on our uh, bus, and we head over to Lake Lucerne. And this is where we have the stop for lunch. Right. And I asked if there was any opportunities, as I call them. And the guy's saying, I don't think so. I don't really think there's anything here. I'm like, I don't know. My my spidey senses are telling me there's got to be something in this town. And so I just went and took a little walk, and maybe a half mile from the place where we ate lunch again this really nice boutique that was mostly men's clothes and i went in and they just had this great stuff great great stuff you found the only shop in this whole town (laughs) that was open everything else was closed for lunch well it's like i said my spidey senses i'm never wrong um and so I, i i did some damage in there um bought some gifts in there but these were, um, you know, what I loved about the, the about that particular store was that this is not stuff you're going to find here. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for brands and styles that I couldn't just as easily get in, you know, in the mall. So when I found that stuff, I don't know. It just, I, I kind of went nuts. The name of this town is Andermont. Andermont, yep. Stop, we specifically stopped for lunch there. Um, it just felt like, I guess, because this particular part of the journey was a little long, they needed a place that was for us to stop, have lunch, have a little break. Um, show a little bit of the food in this restaurant. Um, wasn't, in my opinion, the best, but it was, you know. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. You know, we enjoyed it. It was a tiny little restaurant. Um, there were choices. We took up most of the restaurant itself. And there's that was a picture. Go ahead. Go back to that, Craig. A picture of the town, which was basically closed. <laughs> there we got there. <laughs> Except, Except for a store that Pete found. Right. So these these uh, the streets are empty, and it's just it's a picture. You have to know if there were shopping that the, most of us wouldn't be sitting near the little stream. And we all sat there in the little stream and yeah, talked. There we go. There's a the little stream. Now, there was something everyone did. They went and looked at some field. What was that about? Remember, they all hiked to the field. That something you know, once happened. you add that word into the sentence, yeah, hike. <laughs> I hear wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and, something like, and then there was that obscene yes. statue. Yes. I was tempted to put it's it was a close-up picture of it. It was, it's, it's a statue of Pan. Anatomically correct. Yeah. Pan is anatomically correct. Not clothed. And so I didn't, I opted not to put a close-up picture. group of adults became children. We did. We all were children. We giggled. Bad touch pan. Back on the bus to uh, continue our way out to Lake Lucerne. And here we experienced something very, very cool. This was something that... Hermes? No. (laughs) Um, In order to get there quicker, 
there's a way that instead of taking the bus around the mountain, we can go through the mountain. And this was something I had not heard of in advance on any ABD trip, and no one had said anything. And you get to this tiny little station, a train station, I guess you would call it. <laughs> and you sort of, the bus pulls to the side, and we're waiting and waiting, and up pulls up this train that's flat. It's completely flat. It's not an enclosed train. There's not cars. There's not Now, where the seats. bus pulls up is level with the flatbed on this train. I'm trying to motion to Craig to, I think he's got the picture almost up. There we go. Not a great picture, but this is the train. It's actually completely flat, and the cars are on the train. And our bus has to back up and park. Parallel park. <laughs> Pretty much. On a flatbed. With Onto all of a train. So just take that in for a second. Our bus, full-size, big old luxury bus, parallel parks on to a train. It was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> now, you also have to know that would they let us off the train before we all are off the bus for a couple of minutes to stretch our legs. And all of us who are shoppers went into a room that I'm going to guess <laughs> was maybe 10 by 15. And they had various and sundry Switzerland. Oh, and train things. Don't train forget things. And train things. But. 30 people or 20 people piled into the store and we took up every bit of space. <laughs> there was a little cafe, didn't you have There was a little cafe, had coffee and Danish and things like that. Because you kind of had to wait for your turn to back up onto the train. Uh, it was just a cool experience. And then once you're on this train, you were in a tunnel most of the time. So it wasn't like you saw anything fantastic. But going through this tunnel saves you hours and hours and hours of driving around the mountain. So that was really cool. Uh, okay. This was the Simplon Pass. Did you say that? We... Simplon Pass Tunnel, right. I think it's called, something like that. The tunnel at the Simplon yeah, Pass. Yeah, there you go. Uh, head on out to Lake Lucerne, and we go to our, our hotel, the Lucerne. Sure, sure, oh, my gosh. Schweitzerhof? Schweitzerhof. The Schweitzerhof. The Schweitzerhof. Look, there's a picture It's almost of like it. something Mel, Mel Brooks would say. The <laughs> Schweitzerhof. Oh, look at the Schweitzerhof. Look. Um, beautiful hotel. Great location. Weird. Weird um, is the word. I'm talking about the exterior. Of the, the exterior. Hotel. Okay, yeah, the but then you got to go inside. The exterior is right on Lake Lucerne. Now, understand that Lucerne is a very, uh, very upscale mm -hmm. city, and this is a very upscale section of Lucerne. And this hotel has a history, and this hotel is apparently very popular among, you know, the well-heeled travelers. The well-heeled, uptight white ladies uh, of Lucerne. Um, now, we're, we come into this hotel and, you know, look, we're, we're a little worse for wear. We've been on a bus for, you know, a few hours and, um, you know, we're a little, little punchy, a little tired. And, of course, I mean, none of us are – I mean, we're not dressed. You know, we're not dressed for a night in the town. Um and the looks we were getting from some of these uptight ladies in the hotel were like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those places. I can't stand that crap. Everybody, every room is themed around a musician or a scientist. We had our room. That stayed there. 
Okay. That, yeah, this was based on their guest book. Our room was based around an Indian man who created drums. I don't remember his and name. And I, had, I, had, I forgot his name. I had some Spanish musician. And in your there's like a desk in the part of the room, and there's a glass top on it. And there is a book open to a page about the person whose theme you're in. And in the bathroom, <laughs> this is the part that made me laugh. His signature was recreated in metal. Everybody's everybody's signature was in the bathroom. Yeah, it, it, it's and it it was odd. It was, it was odd, and I I get that you're going for you know upscale edge, but and I you know we've experienced edgy upscale resorts and and boutique hotels and things like that, and that's kind of what they're going for. Instead, it was just like. It's a complete disconnect. Here you have this grand old European hotel, and you've got this weird kind of modern contemporary vibe. It's kind of cold. It's kind of cold. We had three little weird. purple tuffets in our room, and I wasn't quite sure what they were for. I just kept kicking them out of the way. But the next morning at breakfast, all the, the topic of conversation was, whose room have you got? And very few people had people they had ever heard of. Yeah. Didn't uh, somebody have Sting? Yeah, somebody had Sting. Um, one of the reasons why Disney does pick this hotel for, for this particular adventure is because um, it has a lot more amenities. Now you're looking at room, you know, a hotel that might have more amenities because we've kind of come through hotels that didn't have the same amenities. So I think they're looking to sort of make the hotels nicer as you progress through this trip. Yeah, I think it was at just this very point, weird. We should let you know that for 2017 and 2000 moving on adventures by Disney has switched the hotels. We are not, there are no longer staying at the Zermatohof. I apologize. There's a new hotel and off the top of my head, I'm sure one of you can find it while I'm talking in Zermatt where you stay it. at a different hotel and in Lucerne, They've switched from the Schweitzerhof to the palace. Now, the palace is in very much the same location. It's just down a little bit. So uh, In, in uh, Zermatt, it's now the uh, Mont-Servin Palace. Mont-Servin, C-E-R-V-I-N, Palace. And when you get to Lucerne, uh, you are at the Palace Hotel, Luzerne. Mm-hmm. Now, the hotels that we st- were talking about, the Palace Hotel and the Schweitzerhof, are also adjacent to some heavy-duty shopping. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, again, I did not find a bargain. Attached to the hotel on one side is a very expensive watch store, and on the other side is an Hermes. Yeah, this is actually, you know, Swiss watches. This is pretty much you're going for... High-end Swiss and watches. They, and, and most people will tell you, and I think we're going to add our voice to the chorus, you don't buy Swiss watches in Switzerland. The prices are absurd. I think we all expected it, though. Didn't you think, oh, we're going to be in Switzerland, so let's pick up watches because they're going to be cheap. cheap. Right. No. We were shocked. Just the like, opposite. Yeah. It's much more expensive there uh, than it is. Then you'll, then you'll pay for it here, in part because of the exchange rate. You are on the Swiss franc. They do not use the euro. So you're on the Swiss franc, and that exchange rate is considerably higher than what we were getting on the euro. Yeah, the Swiss franc was stronger than the euro. When you know we the were euro there. right now, dollar eight to the yeah. euro. Wow. Let's go back. Let's go back now. Exactly. Sorry, we have to. We have to wrap up. Exactly. If you're thinking of traveling in any place in the European Union, folks who are si- thinking of signing up for 
this trip around Italy that we talked about in another show. Now is the time to go to your bank and buy uh, euros. Mm -hmm. If you've got a low exchange rate and you think you'll be traveling to Europe in the near future, (laughs) buy some euros. Because the exchange rate could fluctuate. True. All right. So the day we arrive at the hotel, we have um, an afternoon on our own. We talk about you're within walking distance to some really high-end shopping. Cute little town, quaint little town. You can go sort of back into the town. We did some high-end shopping. We did some high-end shopping. Yeah, we. And then um, back to we. <laughs> back to dinner at the hotel for that evening. Do we have pictures from dinner from that night? Um, this uh, this place is a little bit stuffier than other places we have eaten. I thought. Remember, we sort of were broken up into smaller groups. Yeah. This was this the was this the one? This was the one in the, in the hotel. hotel. Yeah. It was yeah. Bit. It was very good. The yeah, food was extremely good. But yeah, it was. And and plus, there was some kind of there was a bar right outside the hotel that was very packed and yeah, outside the restaurant yeah. had a like snake your way through but all like, like Swiss yuppies and it was um, um like a yuppies. conference there was a conference in town of Swiss yuppies of yeah. swappies swappies as yeah. we call them there was a lot of really tight black suits yeah yeah, yeah. well that's the Europeans like there I mean they like their their form fitting suits so they all look like they're like the suits are like spray painted onto them of course they all have bodies that could stop time so it looks great on them but not something I would try. Um, the next morning is a boat ride. So we get up, we have breakfast in the hotel, and we do a morning boat oh, cruise that was amazing. Um, around Lake Lucerne. Beautiful. And this was a this is not um, you know, a motor boat and you're out sort of, you know, out on deck and stuff. This is an uh, unusual boat in that they are serving meals. To people. You have tables and people are coming around serving you meals I and it drinks and it was kind of no, like, it was fun. It was like, crowded and weird. It's like a floated Denny's. Floated, <laughs> floating? floated Denny's. Yeah, I just couldn't say it. A floating Denny's. So uh, beautiful boat ride. Absolutely gorgeous scenery. And we get to um, uh, where do we get to? It's called Visnu and Lake Lucerne. And this is a uh, tiny little town, tiny little area. And we are treated to a special lunch. Some folks go off and do a little bit of a walking tour of the town. Did you do the walking tour of the town? Yes. Uh, Kevin and I sat at the restaurant and waited for you all to return. This was Uh, a barbecue. This was their quote-unquote barbecue. Um, I really enjoyed this. This, to me, was one of the highlights of the food of the trip. It was sort of, they set it up like a barbecue. This was this giant pan. They made these potato... Hashy things in them, vegetable so hashy things in them. Um, just a, it was a great. I thought it was a great meal. Um, sort of sausagey type of stuff. Shish kebab oh, it was incredible. Now, but you ate inside, right? Because it was drizzly and cool. Yep. So you got your food. You went inside. No, it was beautiful that day. It wasn't drizzling that day. The sun was out. It was gorgeous. It was drizzling on my side of the restaurant. <laughs> it was. <laughs> on was, your side of the restaurant? I, there was I, a cloud over Kevin. I tend to spray when I eat. So he might have been a little bit wet. Um, I, I remember actually being a nice day, too. All right. I was wrong. You were wrong. So we have our lunch. And, <laughs> Nothing to see here. Um, then we head back to Lucerne. For a little bit of a tour of the city, we opted not to do the tour of the city, but Lucerne is uh, famous for, what is the bridge? Um, Lucerne Bridge. Yes, it's got the famous 
the bridge that goes With the over flowers the flowers. Yeah, it's and beautiful. the wooden cover. So um, we should do these closer to where the actual trip. Yeah, because it's hard to remember all of the stuff that you do. So again, a beautiful day in Lucerne. You get to see. There uh, it is. There's uh, the bridge. Right. There should be another shot a little bit closer up. So you get to see the, the, the city and you get to have a local flavor and a taste of what's what the city's like. I will say this. I think that Kevin mentioned at the middle part of the trip, Zermatt was the highlight. I think that this part of the trip, while incredible and beautiful and the food was good, we all felt a little deflated. We all felt like we just came off this most unbelievable portion of the trip. So that's why I don't think that this had the impact. Yeah. Didn't have the same impact. It's, it's hard to follow up. Yeah. You, yeah. And it looks like the excursion that the, uh, that, that this day is changed because I'm sitting here looking at ABD's website and they're talking about excursions to Mount, uh, Titlis. Yes. They're going to do that right because they're going to, that's what they're going to add to it. They're not going to do the same boat ride to that restaurant which is a shame because yeah. that was incredible yeah that was a great day and then that brings us up to our farewell dinner and we went to the old swiss house in lucerne and this is apparently is a famous place um, they wanted us to experience it it's the oldest restaurant in lucerne they told us um this was one of this is the only place where they had a little bit of quote unquote entertainment a little backstory kevin and i have asked that on our group travels that they really cut out that sort of entertainment while you're eating to trying to engage you. First of all, our groups don't appreciate it. We're very antisocial. <laughs> we don't like people we don't know. No, it's more about the fact that we want to talk to each other. And the Ricola triplets weren't, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. So you, they're playing the Ricola horns. And-, and we've also been on these trips where they decide they're going to teach everyone, no matter how against it they are, to minuet. Right, so exactly. it's one of those. Um, we've also Crank had them, that group one where he had to go out and he had a minuet, and then you know? we had a well, sing- somewhere. There's a video of him doing uh, the Hills Were Live with the Sound of Music on that trip. Wow, I want that video. Really? Yeah, I need to get it to you. Do it. <laughs> Do it soon. It's good. Um, I enjoyed the food very much. This was, again, farewell dinner. So this is they do the slideshow and here are the things we enjoyed during our day. These were, oh, my God, this was such a good meal. That was so good. I'm sitting here oh, looking at the soup. was so good. It was awesome. Um, so then they take the group. Well, before we get to see a slideshow, they take the group for a little bit of a walking tour to go see the Lion Mountain. The Lion of Lucerne. The Lion of Lucerne, which apparently is a thing. I believe it's a monument to the fallen soldiers of all wars or maybe World War II. Gotcha. There was a walk over cobblestones in the dark. We I'm opted out. not to do, 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 do that, but we uh, went back to the restaurant and had watched the slideshow and then show the picture of the doll. Yeah, that comes to life and oh my attacks God, us while we eat. Doll that was in the restaurant. So, um, again, end a ter- fantastic trip. This was the last night. The next day is actually we have breakfast at the hotel and everybody sort of leaves on their own to wherever their next destination is, whether it's back to home or they go on to something else for this trip. But, again, I think we cannot say it enough how much we enjoyed this trip. This trip ranks very, very, very close to the top of my experiences with Adventures by Disney across everything from the scenery to the guides, uh, the itinerary, um, the food. Uh, where food is concerned, I'm sorry, it is the best ABD I've been on, 
hands down. There's no, there's no second. There's no close second here. This is by far the best uh, for uh, for food. Uh, From the people I've talked to, everybody refers back to that lunch in Como. Yep, in the in the villa. Uh Yeah, well, you know how how many times you're going to have a Michelin star chef cook your lunch. You know, in an Italian villa on Lake Como. (laughs) Lake Como. So, um, hearing the changes for future trips, we were a little disappointed because we believe that the places you get to stay. And the things you get to do made this trip. Hopefully, Disney has. I don't. Made I don't know that, that the hotel in Lucerne would make that big a difference right. to me. Not staying at the Zermatthof, I think, is a mistake. It's almost a deal breaker. Right. Don't get the cheeseburger. And again, I think the reason for that hotel that makes it even better is because there is that Walt Disney connection. Um, that he actually stayed there. I believe there was a picture of him. Yeah, there was a picture of him in, in the hotel, in the hotel lobby. And so that's where the idea he for the Matterhorn, yeah. Exactly. So again, we reminisce about this trip. We miss this trip very much. Uh, we miss our. We also had travelers. a tremendous group of people. Oh my god, the group it was an was awesome so group that we traveled with. We always, but always, always. Yeah. This was a really good group. So uh, we hope that if you're interested in an Adventures by Disney vacation, either the Alpine Magic or any other one, you can contact Kevin, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and he will get you the information and get you a quote. Keep in mind that we do give a discount on all of our. Adventures by Disney bookings based on the price of your trip. So uh, you get some money off by booking through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, thank you guys very much for helping me stroll down memory lane for this incredible, it was a lot of fun. incredible, incredible trip. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. Mm-hmm.